0: Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness, rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now, I have given up everything else, which I knew to be the only way to really know Christ. I haven't learned all i should but i keep working towards the day when i will finally be all that christ saved me for and wants me to be 2020 knowing him more and more knowing me welcome to your car house and now a senior pastor reverend gilbert Osei. one of the things we are doing as a church is we are building block by block so if you miss too much you'll be lost This is a very important series that I trust God to bless your life. I was just speaking to Pastor Chris some few days ago and I said to him that it's very sad that as a pastor for, I'm going to 27 now, but in Christianity it's like 30 years. And I just got to know where Jesus shed his blood. It's very sad and painful that... I've been preaching and calling myself preacher for Jesus, and I don't even I didn't know where Jesus shed his blood. And this has taken me three years. And there are so many people with big, big churches, they don't know. Crowd titles. I don't know what sometimes pastors we are taking titles to. You mark it, we'll be here, somebody will be called Ark God. Because the way they are going, archangel, archpope, you see. And they will wake up, somebody will say he's arch God. Or God's father. It's just some madness that has entered somewhere in our brains. But there are certain pertinent things, important things, in our Christian walk, and it's sad. How? Sometimes people argue, and they are even arguing against scripture. If you simply can't explain redemption, yet you can claim you are redeemed. That's why the church needs information. Because you can be practicing a lot of things you don't understand. If you have noticed as a church, we no more clap for God. I've been clapping for God for years. There are songs. Clap your hands. Oh, ye people, hey, and shout, yay, when I took my time to read the word as I was taught by my teacher, that scripture was for the devil. Sad, it was for the enemies of Israel. The people that God said, Clap your hands, it was not God that was telling Christians to clap, very sad. And it's one of the hottest praises in charismatic churches. Can you imagine a scripture for Satan and we are using it for praises? That's how sad. And a lot of pastors are graduates. A congregation to anything they hear, they follow. All through scripture, clap has never been for praise. Praise. Clap was used as mockery. Even in, in, in Ashton, we have it. So all the scriptures are about clapping in the Bible, none was to praise God. But in our culture, we clap for people. So we can clap for people, Yes. But clap is not praise. God does not receive clap as praise. Because anytime time He started clap in the Bible, it was for mockery. So how can He say clap to mock the devil? Then He say clap for me. That's contradicting. Yesterday I preached in a funeral service. I, it's interesting how people are dying. Yesterday they had three funerals. Next week I have three. And I, 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 I sat and I, as I was preparing the message, I began to think of some wonderful things we have known without checking in the Bible. In fact, sometimes we have been informed by movie, movie. Do you know movie? Movie, it is a movie somebody watched and saw that when you die, you go to a big gate. Angels who hold you left, right, center. Then I was just thinking about, first of all, when they say movie, majority of movies are fiction of somebody's imagination. That's why one of my favorite characters, only them bullets can't touch them. When you watch Archie movie, the blow man, the jack, 200,000 bullets can fly, some way, somehow. It will not touch the blowman. man. If sometimes when they fall, they can be hit by several bullets. You think they are dead. Unless you see there, they are waking up. They'll be excited. Wow! It's a movie. Somebody who has created a super being. So if your understanding of death, at the funeral service, somebody walks to me and says, Pastor, please pray that my father... God will give him a special place in heaven. So, so many ideas we have. And I laughed. She was surprised I was laughing because she was very passionate about it. And I said, we don't pray for the dead. She was shocked to know because several people think as powerful as the funeral service is, the men of God you bring for your funeral determine the angels that will receive you why where do we get these things from yes from movies there is no bible scripture that somebody died and then you pray for the person your destination is determined before you die it's as simple as that if you like that and let them bring all the pastors in the world Nobody can pray for you. We pray for the living, not for the dead. Everything we do to the dead body is customary, not religious. Everything, the ceremonial, oh, we are just doing something to make us feel good as human beings. Giving you a befitting barrier It's for us. It's not even for the dead person. Because the dead won't see what you do. No prayer We pray for the dead will make any impact. That's why when you are alive, the decisions you take are important. It is when you are alive, what you did with your time. Because the moment that time runs out, bam. What carries you to the next life, is what you did today. It's what you did when you are alive. So you bury somebody wearing a suit, he wakes up wearing white, in a movie. I Amazing! Mean, it's only in African movies. Me, what surprises me is the wig. Because there's no dead body they put Brazilian hair. Have you seen some before? All of them short hair. Short one they dress them, give them, is it wedding gown they wear? Or something similar. But strangely, when you see them in African movie, when they resurrect or they awake, or they are going to meet God, you see them wearing white, long one with Brazilian hair. And I wonder if there's a shop they buy from men, Pastors talk about how long hair will not take you to heaven. And all of them wear long hair and they are standing before a gate. When your understanding of anything is by rumor, when your understanding of every, any subject in life is by a movie, you are throwing your life away. Several people, what they know in Christianity is based on a movie or what somebody told them. A trumpet is going to sound. Some will go, some won't go. Some Christians will go, some, some won't go. So we are going to be taking a journey on what is church. Do you understand church? Why do you go to church? Why do you need to go to church? Because most of us who are young, our parents start forcing us to go to church. If you don't go to church, they won't give you something. So it's either you were forced to go to church, and where you were even introduced to church, you were introduced to church with a material reward. If you go to church, I'll buy you a dress. Several people were forced to go to church because mama said Then, when you grow up, problems bring people to church. Somebody's looking for scholarships. Somebody's looking for school fees. Somebody's looking for marriage, childbirth. They have sacked them in school. Husband is not coming home. Sometimes you don't blame people. It's the way the pastor marketed church to you. When you tune your radio. After I finish preaching, you can call me 020343434. Four. I'm giving you I'm giving the number again. I said, after I finish preaching, you can call me on this number, 0343434. Three it doesn't matter what has And found it because of I'm no from it. But my key, we say key. If you say key, you key. be able to be. But key is be able to be Sister, from si my mom, if not being I'll to Or they showed how some witches have power, that they only have the power to stop the witches. So a lot of people, unfortunately, go to church to solve problems. So if there is no problem, they don't see why they should come to church. And then some happen to come to church for pastor because... They are friends with pastor, or pastor has done them good. I remember several people who left church because I called them in my office and told them I could no more pay their school fees like I was paying. They all had excuse they never had when I was paying the school fees. I couldn't believe it. They all... Oh, my mother said I should come to the village. Oh, my uncle said his knee is no more working. And sometimes I see them in town. And their uncle's knee is working now. So I realized that it is the money that kept them. And I don't blame anybody. When you are not introduced to church very well, you wouldn't understand why you go to church. The Bible says all scripture is for teaching. So let's go to 2 Timothy 3.16. As we start to take a journey. So that you understand why you go to church. Why did Jesus set up a church? What is church?
1: Second Timothy. What chap- is
0: done in church? 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. From verse 16.
1: Verse 16, mm-hmm. all scripture is given by inspiration of God.
0: He said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God.
1: And it's profitable for doctrine. And
0: scriptures are profitable for teaching. I've told you that the word doctrine, didaskalia in the Greek, simply means teaching or explanation. So he says, even the Bible you are holding, it's not for quoting. The Bible is not for claiming. How we have been taught to claim. How we have been taught to use Bible to fight. Say after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, any enemy, any enemy. Die by fire, die by fire, die. <laughs> he says that all the scriptures, not some scriptures, all scriptures. This end result is for teaching. The scriptures are for our teaching. They are for our explanation. And when the scriptures are taught, you are taught the scriptures, he says they are for your reproof, which is conviction. And when you are convicted about something, or when you are convinced about something, It builds your faith in what you have believed. So we open the Bible to affirm what we have believed. We open the scriptures. When you are taught, like I am going to do in the next weeks to come, to explain to you what church is, using the Bible, it will bring evidence for you to know why you should come to church. And then he says it's for correction. So that if you have been coming to church the wrong way, you see church the wrong way, you will be corrected. Then he said instruction into righteousness. Then you are instructed to do what is right. The scriptures. So God allowed the writing of the Bible to explain his mind to us. That's why I keep telling you there are no confusion in the Bible. You can't have a question that when you go to heaven before you understand. Hopefully next year, I'll teach about death. I have a series on death. And by the time I finish teaching, you'll be surprised whatever you have ever known about death was wrong. I couldn't believe what I was taught about death. And now, who holds the power of death? Yeah, sometimes we hear preaching that makes death so mysterious. Amazing. It is well. Matthew chapter 16. Let's start from there. Matthew 16, 13 to 18. Can you please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16? Matthew chapter 16, the verse 13 to
1: 18. Mm-hmm. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, he asked his disciples, When say,
0: Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his, asked his disciples, disciples, saying, Whom who do men, men say, say
1: that I, I, the son of man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John. Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah's or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail Prevail against against
0: it. it. Hold on for a minute. So Jesus said to Peter that thou art Peter. Can you read the 18 again? Matthew chapter
1: 16 verse 17. Mm -hmm. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven.
0: So, what did the Father reveal to Peter? That Jesus is what? What was Peter's answer to Jesus' question? But who do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? Verse 16. Simon Peter answered and said. Simon Peter answered and said. Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Christ. The son of the
1: living God.
0: The son of the living God. Next point to write. So at that point when Jesus was talking to the disciples. Write it this way. At that point the revelation that was available. At that point, the revelation that was available in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, at that point of discussion, the revelation that was available in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for salvation. At that point, the revelation that was available in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for salvation was the Christ. The son of the living God. What I mean is that before Jesus died, for somebody to receive salvation, he had to believe that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. So in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, for somebody to be saved before the death of Christ was for the person to see Christ, the son of the living God. The man who was promised the Christ is the anointed, he was anointed to die, to be buried, and to resurrect. That is why Jesus would say, ought not Christ to have suffered these things? The Christ was the anointed to die for the sins of humanity. So, Jesus, in the four Gospels that they knew before Jesus died and resurrected, if somebody was to be saved, then they had to believe that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. It looks simple but it was difficult for them because they said, is this not the carpenter's son? Is your mother not Mary? But for them to live with him and see him as the Christ was difficult for others. So when Peter understood by revelation that you are the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. This revelation of who I am can only be revealed by my Father who is in heaven. So I've had people ask questions. So how were people who were alive before Jesus died, how were they saved to see Jesus as the Christ, the Son of the living God? That is what John came to do. Behold, this is the Lamb of God appointed to take away the sins of the world. So Jesus was revealed to them as the Christ. So when he was killed, and in Luke 24, 25, the disciples were contemplating, why should he die? He called them fools. Are you foolish? To have perceived what the prophets had said, did they not say that the Christ would die to enter into his glory? So beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he pointed to them that he was the Christ. So the revelation in the four Gospels that brought men salvation was that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Is that clear? Okay, we'll go to the next point. So I said, so that was what men believed and they got salvation. But when you move further into the epistles, you will discover that we have gone beyond the epistles is from Romans to Revelation. So, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then you come to the book of Acts. Then you come to Romans. Romans begins what we call the epistles. The epistles are the writings of the disciples of Jesus. So when you step further into the epistles, you will discover that we have gone beyond knowing Jesus as the son of the living God. He is Jesus Christ raised from the dead first corinthians 15 one to four so they believe in jesus as the son of the living god and they got salvation we who were after his death burial resurrection what do we believe to be saved
1: first corinthians chapter
0: 15 verse one to four moreover brethren moreover brethren this is paul talking paul was not there with jesus in the four gospels so he's like you and I who came after Jesus' death. So he said, Moreover, brethren,
1: I declare unto you I
0: declared unto you the
1: gospel which I preached unto you. The
0: gospel which I preached unto you. Which
1: also ye have received. The
0: gospel that you also received.
1: And wherein ye stand. And this is
0: the gospel you and I will stand in.
1: By which also ye are saved.
0: And this is what saved that the gospel that saved you and I. What is that gospel?
1: If, ye keep in memory what if I we
0: keep in memory which I preach unto you, except ye believed in vain. vain, for
1: I delivered, unto, for you I delivered
0: all, unto you first of all that which
1: I also received. That which
0: I also received how? how that Christ died that Christ for our, died our sins? For our our sins. According to the Christ did what? Died according for our, our sins, according, according to, the to the this. So what gets you sitting here saved? You are saved already. So I say, what got you saved? And any other person to be saved after Jesus' death is to believe that Jesus died for your sins. Sometimes pastors have complicated salvation message. We have added our own uh remix. We have done remix on the gospel. What Jesus preached, yeah, yeah, the account. Because when you look through scripture. The process to be saved is written there. Nobody is to add or subtract to what is written. He says that you got saved by believing that Christ died for your sins. Uh And that he
1: was buried.
0: And that he was buried.
1: And that he rose again the third
0: day. And that he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. So what gets somebody saved today is the person believing that Jesus died for their sins. So let me make it practical. Somebody will only make heaven like they make, only believing that Jesus died for their sins and that Jesus was buried and Jesus raised again from the dead. That is all they did and they were saved. There were not 14 steps to enter. You, at this time, you have, the, you have the passport. It's now left with the visa. The have even created tickets. You see, it it always has to be something you have to qualify. The moment you do that, it's no more the gospel. So they believed in Jesus, the son of the living God, and they got salvation. We believe that he died for our sins, and he rose again. And that's what you believe. You can affirm that in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. You see, every teaching has to have corroborative scriptures to back it. So that you don't use one verse of scripture to say, this is what it says. Romans 10 9 and 10
1: Romans chapter 10 the verse 9 and 10 mm-hmm. that if thou shalt confess if with thy thou mouth, shall
0: confess with your mouth the
1: Lord Jesus the Lord Jesus shall believe in thine heart and you God, will
0: believe in your heart that what
1: that God had raised him from
0: the dead God has done what raised
1: him from raised him
0: dead. from the dead what happens to you
1: thou shall be saved
0: so to be saved is to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead he says why
1: Because with the heart man believeth unto righteousness.
0: You believe to become righteous. So what makes you righteous is your heart. Ah. With the heart man believes unto righteousness. So a Christian is righteous by his belief. With the heart we believe unto righteousness. With the mouth
1: Confession is made unto salvation.
0: So what makes me save is to say what I believe in my heart. So I believe Jesus died. I believe he was raised from the dead. That's it. And he says thou shalt be saved. So imagine the Bible has said this. Then a pastor says you will still make heaven. And then he gives you reason. One, you don't pay your tithe. Two, your hairstyle. Three. You're scared. And you know, let's say it is true. Where is the verse of scripture? I had, I had a wonderful preaching. Wonderful. I was so amazed. I know God is also amazed. Mr. said, hey. I wear you too much. He said that no lady that wears lipstick is going to heaven. So he caught my attention. Wow. Maybe there's a scripture I don't know. Just waiting for him to quote the scripture that says, And if you use lipstick, it shall prevent you from entering into the kingdom of heaven. I was so curious that he started. Do you know the lady called Jezebel? Hey, Jezebel, heaven, has tried still looking for the link between Jezebel. In heaven they said they said they saw jezebel with lipstick on her lips yes so it means she's fashionable. <laughs> if jezebel has lipstick so i follow yes he said jezebel was fighting the prophet yes jezebel lipstick fighting prophet what has it got to do with salvation? So sometimes we create the messages. Even though the message can't land, we land in the air. Because I'm still trying to figure out how Jezebel can stop your salvation with a lipstick. Then he takes you to the spiritual realm. Do you know spirits under the sea that manufacture lipstick? Yes. Are they know more innovative if they are? Because so sometimes people create things. You don't know the beginning, you don't know the end. And they push it into salvation message. Just think about all that Jesus did. Lipstick can stop it. Tell you, Yes, you are break All that Jesus did. One single red on your lips. You are disqualified. Or what? Long nails. You know, have you have you, you don't know? Think about something. Have you ever watched okay? I was going to say that I remember that as for. African movie creators, they are very creative. Because you know, when we bury people, much remind, don't they cut their nails off there? Or they leave the acrylic? Have you seen a dead body with long fingers before? Do you even see their hand? They are wearing gloves. So that lipstick is left in Ghana or when you put a lipstick on your mouth, it enters your spiritual mouth. Yes, that's how it is stopping you. Because is it your body that is going to have it? So how do you put lipstick on your body and it touches your... Ah, if it is like that, do you know how many people are rich in the spirit that's not manifested in the flesh? Say, they It is well with my soul. Let's get back to our message. Matthew 16, 17. Again, we are looking at what is the church under the team. why I must be in a local church. Matthew chapter
1: 16. You
0: see, we went to church with our Bible, so anybody said anything, and we got scared. You can come to church. You have told you. You have read the Bible. You said you are saved. You sit in a car. Somebody will say something else. There you are shaking. You know how it feels like? It feels like you know you're a woman. Then you sit in a castle and say, hey, do you know you're a man? He said, yes, it's true. Because you're saying, I'm a man, I'm a man. I'm no more a woman. That's how it feels like. Then we are confused of who we are. Because we don't read the word, we don't believe in the word. Matthew 16. Let's listen to Jesus again.
1: Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. Mm-hmm. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Jesus answered and
0: said to Peter,
1: Blessed art thou, blessed Simon, thou Jonah,
0: Simon, but Jonah.
1: For flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee. Uh-huh. But my Father which is in heaven.
0: But my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto, and thee, I say also unto thee that thou
1: art Peter.
0: I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. At Peter, sorry.
1: And upon this rock, I will build my church. And upon
0: this rock, I will build my church.
1: And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it.
0: Let me say something to you. Look at the scripture again. That when he said, thou art Peter, there is a comma. Peter, you have revealed me. I also reveal you, you are Peter. Then he says, upon this rock, if you don't take care, you will think upon Peter he was going to build his church. How can God build his church on Peter? Jesus answered the question or responded to Peter's point. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. He also says, you are Peter. Comma upon this rock of revolution that I am the Christ, the one anointed to die, to be buried, and to resurrect, is what I will build my church on. My church is being built on my death, burial, and resurrection. That process of me dying me being buried me resurrecting is when i will build my church. Is upon that i will build my church i'll go into it better next week but jesus was not referring to peter the church of jesus can't be built on an individual verse 19
1: and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So,
0: he says, I will build my church, and I will give unto thee. It can't be Peter. Jesus can't give the keys of the kingdom to an individual. He says, I will build my church, and when I build my church, I will give unto my church the keys of the kingdom of heaven.
1: And whatsoever thou shall bind and
0: whatsoever the church shall bind
1: shall be bound in shall be
0: binding them. So he was not referring to Peter, he was referring to his church. Are you here? Next point. The very first time the word church. Is mentioned in scripture. It's in Matthew chapter 16. The first time in all from Genesis to the word scripture first appeared. In this Matthew chapter 16. When Jesus said, I will build my church. says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. As we continue to study, you realize that it's not a continuous thing he's doing. The church of Jesus has already been built. Are you here? I will build my church. Read it again.
1: Verse 18. Mm-hmm. And I say also unto thee, mm-hmm. that thou art Peter, and upon this rock. I will build my
0: church. And upon this rock, I will build my what? My church. church. And the
1: gates of hell shall not prevail against
0: it. And what? The gates of hell shall shall not prevail 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 against against it. Jesus was not talking about something he was going to do continuously, but something he was going to do in a specific time. Go to John chapter 2. Let me show you what he was talking about. I'll build my church that now, pastors, we caught it. When any issue happened, all the Bible says he says you built this church, and the gates of it shall not be very Are you here? Matt uh, John chapter two from verse 14
1: john chapter 2 from the start verse from 14, 13. watch this verse 13. Mm-hmm. And the jews passover was at hand mm-hmm. and jesus went up to jerusalem mm-hmm. and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves mm-hmm. and the changes of money sitting mm-hmm. and when he had made a scourge of small cords he drew he drove them out he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money, and overthrew the tables, and said unto them, and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house an house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou that does these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And in what?
0: Three days I will raise it up. And in three days I will do what? I will raise it up. Continue. So how many days was he going to raise up the temple?
1: Then said Three days.
0: I will build my church then in three days. And then said the Jews what?
1: Forty and six years was this temple. Ah, they said, Do you know how
0: long this temple is? Forty and what?
1: And six years. And six years. Was this temple in building?
0: And, th- and this temple was rebuilt. Then you are saying what you are going to use three days to build this temple? What happened?
1: And will thou, and, and will thou wear it up in three days? But he spoke of the temple of his body.
0: He spoke of what?
1: The temple of his body.
0: The temple of his body. So I will build my church. It was going to take how long? Three days. And the three days was his death, burial, resurrection. So the building of Jesus' church... Was not a continuous thing. It was something that was done in three days. Three days. Are you here? So, the first time the word church was used in the Bible, it was used by Jesus. And then he used it again the second time in the whole of the four Gospels. That one too is in Matthew chapter 18, verse 17.
1: Matthew chapter 18, verse 17. Mm. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell Tell it it unto the church. church.
0: Tell it unto the church. But if he neglects neglects to hear the the church, church, let let him him be unto unto you
1: as an heathen man and a publican.
0: Now this one the focus of his teachings was on walking in love forgiving one another. I'll be going deep into it in the coming weeks. We have to we'll be learning about what we do in church. The attitude of a church member. So you have to understand why the church was established. What is the meaning of the word church? So in Matthew 18:17 when he said tell it to the church this is different from what he said earlier in chapter 16 that i will build my church one you can write Jesus in Matthew chapter 18 used the word church to refer to an assembly of the Jews In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus used the word church to refer to the assembly of the Jews constituted in the synagogue. And it was the same as how Stephen also used the word church in Acts chapter 7 verse 39. So when Jesus said, tell it to the church, he was talking about an assembly of the Jews that are constituted in the synagogue. Acts chapter 7, verse 38, Stephen makes a reference, and it will help us to understand what Jesus meant by church in Matthew 18. Before we go to Matthew 16, what he meant by he will build his church. We are still looking at why church was built, why, what is church, why do we have to come to church and all that.
1: Acts chapter 7, verse 38. Uh-huh. This is he that was in the church,
0: this is he that was in the church, in
1: the wilderness, in the
0: wilderness with, the with, the angels, angel, with the angels which spake to him,
1: which spake to him in the, the mount, mount of Sina. Sina, and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us.
0: Amen. So, now, let's look at the definition of the word Church, the word church is the Greek word ecclesia. E k k, ecclesia. E k k l e s i a. E k k l e s i a. E k k l e s i a. Ecclesia comes from two words ek e k, which means out. E k means out. And then the second word is Kaleo. K-A-L-E-O. K-A-L-E-O. So out and then the second word is to to call. To call. To call. To call. So they're called out. Are you with me? Let me give you a little history. So you understand all these things are important for when I start building the blocks, you understand why I took my time to explain all these things. So I'll go over again. I said the word "church is the Greek word ecclesia." Ecclesia is spelled E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. And ecclesia is from two words. One is EK-ek." are you here it means out and then the second one is Kaleo k-a-l-e-o to call so called out in ancient Greek please write it I will detect for you to write so you understand in ancient Greek mythology In ancient Greek mythology, Ecclesia was a name given to the governmental assembly. In ancient Greek mythology, Ecclesia, which is church, was a name that was given to the governmental assembly. Duly called out. Ecclesia was a name given to the governmental assembly duly called out. The governmental assembly duly called out proper officers who possessed all political powers, including judicial function. So in the Greek culture, Ecclesia was a name given to government, governmental assembly like people amongst the people, let's say parliamentarians that are called out of the people and they had a function to discuss the affairs of the people. So a called out of a lot. Um, So I'll read it again for you. In ancient Greek mythology, Ecclesia was a name given to the governmental assembly duly called out proper officers who possess all the political powers, including judicial functions. I read it for the last time, and then I give you the next point to explain what I said. In ancient Greek mythology, Ecclesia was a name that was given to the governmental assembly, duly called out Proper officers who possessed all political powers, including judicial function. So, for instance, in ancient Greece, in ancient Greece, before the New Testament was written, when they say ecclesia, it was a civil assembly in Athens. In ancient Greek, when they say you know they don't they didn't speak English, so the word church will never be used by a Greek. They use the word ecclesia. So when a Greek hears ecclesia, what comes to his mind is a civil assembly of or a civil assembly in Athens. That is a regular convoked assembly especially the general assembly of the Athenians when a Greek hears Ecclesia what comes to his mind is not you going to pray what comes to mind is a group of people who are selected out of the people who meet to discuss issues of the people I have taught you that any word that was used in the Bible existed before. The Bible was written in in language. Jesus didn't bring Greek language. Greek is not a heavenly language. Just like English, somebody brought it. So when you hear church, somebody, the people who brought English language decided that when people gather, we'll call it church. So the same way in Greek, When they say Ecclesia, it is a gathering of people. Now, Jesus has come to live amongst men. He's communicating with men. So he has to use a language that people understand. Are you with me? For example, if I go to Kumasi to preach, and I'm to preach in Chi, and I say church to a local woman who doesn't understand English, she might not know what a church is. It doesn't matter how long I speak. But Mecca as, she would identify with aori. So how does an old woman who doesn't know what church is understand asori? Is that clear? So Jesus wants to communicate something he's going to do. So he uses a word they are combined with. He uses the word "ecclesia." So the word "ecclesia" is not a heavenly word. It's a word that existed in the Greek tradition. So church is not a spiritual word. The word church is an English word. So when the Greek says Ecclesia, or when Jesus said, when Jesus was speaking, he didn't speak in English, he spoke in Greek. He used the word Ecclesia. So he says, I will build my Ecclesia. He's talking to people who understand that people have been gathering So if you understand that people have been gathering and discussing it, I'm going to build my Ecclesia. What he's saying is that even though they have been going to, let's say, they have been going to Kewu Association of Accra meeting, I'm going to also build my Kewu Association. So what he's saying is that my association is definitely going to be different from the one they have been going. Is that clear? Because to the Greek, the word ecclesia which we call church simply means a called out people so Jesus says I am also going to call out my people and when called out people in the Greek tradition they meet they meet to discuss something they meet to function about something so if Jesus says I am going to also call out my people that means there is going to be a discussion there is going to be a function so we have to now study to find out when Jesus says he's going to call us, people, who are the people he was going to call, what were going to be their function, and what was their meeting going to be about. Is that clear? So to understand church, we don't just stand up and come. That's why somebody can say, I have this red bottle. oil." Uh, then you are gathering. Was that the reason gathering was established in the Bible? We have to find out. Did olive oil gather people in Jesus' ecclesia? Did communion gather people? I said, we are not going to use our mind. What did Jesus mean when he says he will build? He didn't say, I will build the church. Because gatherings existed before he came. But he says, I will build my church so i will also call out my people so we can't speculate we have to follow the conversation to understand how he was going to do it what will be the people what will be their discussion what will be their function So, I must understand do I qualify to be called? If I have been called, what are the discussions? You would understand. That's why when we say, people even say, this is a gospel church. You can have a church called gospel church and they don't talk about gospel, they talk about talent. They are building careers. There's nothing wrong with building a career, but the question is. The church that Jesus built, the people he called out, was career building part of his function? Not what I am saying. What does the Bible say? The called out people, what was their discussion about? If they had a function, what was the function of the church? It's going to be very interesting. What role has the church got to do with politics? The called out people. Were they called out to show who is going to be the next president? Who is going to win the next election? What is the role of the called out? So we must understand what the church stands for. Does the church go on demonstration when we disagree with the government? What is the role? Why do I have to come to church? Should I be coming to church every week? Twice a week? Why is it that the church, they have three services? (laughs)
1: Next
0: point, so you understand, I'm, I'm wrapping up. Next point, in the Greek, their tradition... Their calling was for a purpose which dealt with political or civil discussions. In the Greek mythology, their calling was for a purpose which dealt with political or civil discussion. And there was something unique about their calling. So I'll repeat that again, I'll tell you the unique thing about their calling. I said... Their calling, when I say they I'm still referring to the Greeks. Their calling was for a purpose which dealt with political or civil discussion. So Jesus has borrowed the word from them. So we have to understand what that word was used for, to understand what Jesus meant. Is that okay? This was unique about them. The major influence of this word... The major influence of the word Ecclesia was that they were called out to do something together. The major influence of the word Ecclesia was that the people that were called out, they were called out to do something together. Not some are doing, others are not. Any time they were called out, they were called out to do something together, together this is profound in this Greek calling there was always a Lord someone who was in charge in the Greek in the ancient Greek tradition in their Ecclesia there was always a Lord who was in charge. There was always a Lord who was in charge of their gathering. So when Jesus was talking to the disciples, they understood the word. The disciples understood the word. Because it was a concept that was derived by and explained in the Greek practice. In the early days. The disciples understood the word when Jesus said, I will build my church. If nothing at all, they understood the word Ecclesia. Because Ecclesia was a concept that was derived and explained in the Greek practice. In the early days. So what Jesus did was use a term his audience could relate with. Jesus used a term that his audience could relate with and understand to pass across a thought to them. What Jesus did was use a term that was that his I'll say that again. So Jesus used a term that his audience could relate with and they could understand to pass across thought to them so Jesus just used something they were familiar with to pass across a thought he had so we can say that the word church is a regular word known to the Greeks however used by Jesus in this instant to explain a spiritual concept I'll take it two times I said, so we can conclude and say, the word church is a regular word known to the Greeks. The word church is a regular word known to the Greeks. But Jesus used it in this instance to explain a spiritual concept. So, Jesus is about to explain a spiritual concept. Then he uses a word they were familiar with to explain that concept. When I say, everybody who understand, means a gathering. But what gathering is what we then have to find out? Is that clear? Next point. This therefore implies that the word church was not a coinage of Jesus. This therefore implies that the word church was not a coinage of Jesus. Jesus didn't manufacture the word church. That is why in Matthew 16, he uses specific words, my church. I will build my church. Because they understood church, but what he was to build was his peculiar church. Is that clear? So he says, I will build my church. Means that even though you know church as gathering, I am going to build my call out. Is that clear? So if church means called out, and Jesus says, I will build my church, it means that, next point, he used the word to point the attention of his disciples to a specific kind of people. If the word church means a called out, and Jesus says, I will build my church, I will build my called out, it means that Jesus used the word to point the attention of his disciples to a specific kind of people. That shows that the church is not a regular people. It's not a gathering of regular people. When you say you are going to church or we are a church, it means we are a specific kind of people. And we have to find out what kind of people we are. Are you following me? I'll take the last point again. If the word church means called out, and Jesus used the word church to point the attention of his disciples to a specific kind of people. Specific kind of people. So he used that word to point the attention of his disciples to a specific kind of people. This is what Peter implied in his epistles. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Because of what Jesus said, And Peter was there in his epistle, he says something about the call out.
1: First Peter chapter two, verse nine and Mm ten. But ye are a
0: chosen generation. He says, But ye are what? A chosen generation.
1: A royal priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. An holy nation. You are a holy nation. A peculiar people.
0: A peculiar people.
1: That ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you. Who has done
0: what? Take your time on that one. Start again. He says, "But you are." But ye are a chosen
1: generation. You are a
0: chosen generation.
1: A royal priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. And holy nation. You are a holy nation. A peculiar people. You are a peculiar people. That ye should show forth. So you should
0: show forth the praise
1: of him who hath called.
0: Of him that approach. has done what?
1: called
0: you out the church is what called out where have we been called out from
1: out of darkness into we have been called
0: out of what
1: darkness into, into what marvelous light into his
0: marvelous light, light
1: which in time past were which in
0: time people, past were what were not
1: a people
0: we were not a people so he says before jesus called us out we were not a people
1: but are now the people of God.
0: Hallelujah. So we are now a people of God. Meaning that Jesus is calling out, is calling people who were not God's people to become God's people. And we were called out of darkness to his mother. That is why it is absurd for a believer to go for deliverance service. For what? You have already been pulled out of darkness to light. So if you are in light, how can darkness be found in you? So if anybody organizes a deliverance service for a Christian, it is Kalabule. You have been called out. Now, what we read in context, he was talking about the believer. Look at verse 3. No, look at First Peter chapter one verse three. First
1: Peter chapter one verse three. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the God and He Father
0: says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our, of our Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ uh-huh.
1: according to His abundant mercy."
0: According to His abundant mercy, hath
1: begotten us again.
0: Oh, unto He home. has begotten us again, born again.
1: Unto a lively hope.
0: Unto a lovely hope of what?
1: By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So he
0: said we were bet out of what? What gave birth to you? The only reason you were called out was how Jesus through resurrection gave birth to you. So the called out people are people who were birthed by his resurrection. And don't forget, before he says the church, he says... He was going to do that by his resurrection. So he never called people out except after his resurrection. So Peter said we were called out by his resurrection. We were born by resurrection. So Jesus is called out. He did it when he raised from the dead. So we are not like the people he was talking to. We were a product of his resurrection. If you are a product of Jesus' resurrection, how can certain things be associated with you? How can a demon live in you? How can you be possessed by a Water? Hear me? Dreams. And all this come out, come out, come out business. Most of the time, it's what you have been told. If they keep telling you, somebody wants to kill you, They are putting fear into your life that shouldn't be there. I've told you this story before. I'm telling you again. One of the whatever number one prophet in this country called me one day and told me he saw that I was dead. That if I don't come to his house, this thing was going to happen. He saw it. He said, Gilbert, you know me. I don't talk about it. I saw the whole Ghana was mourning you, and I'm saying, who knows me in Ghana for the whole Ghana to mourn? You? This is what even got worse. Within 20 minutes, I had a call from Nigeria from a pastor I have not heard of for a long time. He says, "Prophet Gilbert, how are you?" I had a very bad revelation about you. Say, really, what is it? I saw you were in a coffin. Eh? I had a call from Malaysia. Pastor I have not seen in 10 years. He had a call. He had a dream also. That I was dead. I bought Fanta and drank and slept. Out of respect I went to see the prophet. When I went there he made me sit down for 3 hours. Then I asked myself. The guy said he saw that it was emergency. An emergency? you can let me wait for three hours. It can't be emergency. I went home. When I went to car, I go back. Let's go back. Oko, let me see me Out of respect, I came to see you, cause you asked me to come. I sat down for three hours. If he really, 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 they want to kill me, say and make go. I didn't fast. I didn't pray. I'm still here. It's been six years. Hear me and hear me good. If you want to die, you will die It depends on what you are hearing. King Hosakiah was in his house. He was told by God's servant. Not bad dreamer. Privilege of having prior information. That you are sick. Yes, you are sick. This sickness, you are going to die. He said, I've heard the Bible says, after the prophet finished speaking, he turned to the world and started praying. He said, no, no, I can't die. I'm important for this society. I build them a church. I do this. The Bible says, while the prophet was in the king's cottage, God called him to go and tell him, I've added 15 years to his life. You think it is his seed. That's how they will preach it to you. Where was his seat when they saw that he was going to die? He refused to die. You can choose to listen to negative people and let them give back to negativity in your life. Or you can confess who you are in Christ. That some things can... How can you see me in a pot? Don't you know my spirit does not belong to me anymore? Or you don't know? No, seriously, you don't know that you don't belong to yourself. Anybody that carries your spirit is an arm robber. Are you here? That's what the Bible says. Is that not it? First Corinthians chapter 6. You do 17, 19, 20. 1
1: Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, 19, and 20. Uh-huh. But he that is joined. If you are joined
0: with God is one spirit. The moment you accept the life of Jesus, you and God has one spirit. You no more have a different spirit, and then the spirit of God is somewhere. So inside your body, there are two spirits. It's not true. So if somebody can carry your spirit, he carried God's spirit. He says, if you are joined with God, you are one spirit with God. The actual Greek is the same spirit. Because nyame now na Continue. What? He then says what? You Don't you know that your body that, that they have carried to our doakant is what? Is
1: the temple of the Holy Ghost. Oh Jesus Christ. So Lord.
0: if your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and somebody saw your body in a tree in your village. Do you know what they saw? They saw God, tied in your village. What an embarrassment! How did they carry God there? Continue scripture. And let's go home.
1: Which ye have of God, and ye are not. He your says own.
0: the spirit that you have of what, of God, and you should know that what.
1: Ye are not your own. You are what? Ye are not your own. Please
0: say it louder. And ye are not your own. You are not your own. So even if you yourself even go and give yourself, you can't go and give yourself. Because you are not your own. How are you not your own?
1: For ye are bought with a price. You are what? Bought with a price.
0: Ah, Somebody has bought you with a price. Then you say, I went to give myself to my mother. How did you do that? Continue scripture.
1: Therefore, glorify God in your body. Ah!
0: So, if anybody has a stupid dream, buy Fanta and drink. Tell me, I had a dream about you. It was very terrible. I saw you were, you were involved in a serious accident. Do you know what you do? I am not my own. are you hear what I'm saying if something belongs to somebody are you the one who protects it the reason why things happen to you is that you have not come to understand that you don't belong to yourself when you come to the understanding that me I am not my own So nobody can just carry it. How are you going to carry it? If it is mine, you can come and bully me and take my life away. But my life is not my own. My life belongs to Jesus. So if you have power to go to Jesus and take my life and do whatever you like, it's up to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are not your own. So when you know you are not your own, you glorify God with your body. When you are using your body, remember it's not for you. We'll be getting there. Don't think your body is yours, though. don't make that error. Are you serious? Somebody pay the price for you. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. You have been bought. So he Tell you the price you have bought.
1: Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood.
0: He did what?
1: Purchased with his own blood. You
0: were bought with Jesus' blood. You are not your own. You belong to Jesus. So if you can't, you can't trust in the protection of Jesus, the devil will take advantage of your ignorance. So they need to tear down the football. Now we tear the baby. Stop that. Stop that ignorance. Some things we do, eh, we embarrass God. Sometimes I look at some of the things we say, prophets. Sister, blah, 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 blah. Me who say? I'm more tell you, or share space with a briefcase. <laughs> do you know Amotia? Some of you, to watch in Hey, you don't even know what it is that you are scared. My sister, come here. I saw an Amotia standing behind you wearing sunglasses, holding a briefcase. Amotia. All right, you're afraid of something that doesn't exist. They say things just to scare you. Please rise up. <laughs> say, say, things, say things to scare you. Then you go to church to be scared. And you are afraid. Some people can't even sleep. Church of God was not established for that. Too. Are you here with me? Just begin to bless the name of the Lord for his word. This was a message from the General of the sea of Yakal House, Reverend Gilbert Ose. We are available. Anytime for prayer, support, and counseling, please don't hesitate to call us on 0544 600 600. That's 0544 600 600. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it.